0: <laughs> what is
1: sadder? The fact that you were getting that stuff to make a Dungeon Master's <laughs> I, screen or the fact that you lied, that I lied and implicated your younger brother
0: into it? I think that, that I lied is lie. the sadder part. Because-
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Tony Hawk's favorite football <laughs> podcast. That's right, Tony Hawk. I'm joined by my producer, the illustrious producer, Joe uh, T. It, how's it going? I'm bad. <laughs> bad, bad. Bad. That's fair. I'm very bad. Very bad. Why don't you tell why don't you tell the people why you're so
0: bad? It's quarter past nine PM right yeah. now on a Tuesday evening. Tuesday evening. And we're just starting to record now because mm-hmm. I decided to, Tell him why, Joe. <laughs> I decided to restart and update my computer before Joe came. And I had like a half hour. So I was like, yeah, that's going to be easy. And uh, wouldn't you know it, it was like nine o'clock and it was still not ready. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I left here for almost two hours.
1: <laughs> we sat here for two hours conversing like friends. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. left. <sighs> I left Joe's house at around 9 o'clock-ish, yeah. yep. uh, and on my way home, I feel my phone vibrating and Joe sending me texts that the computer has booted up now and that we're able to record. And I'm not going to say on this podcast what I said to myself when I got those messages <laughs> because we try to keep things clean here, but uh. it's been it's been an interesting... Evening. To An say interesting evening to say the least. I had to FaceTime you. Yeah, you FaceTime me without your shirt you on. You realize anything
0: different from when you were here to when I FaceTime Yeah, your you shirt me. was off. Yeah. But yeah. now it's back on.
1: I couldn't focus on anything except ne- except the fact that your shirt was off. Yeah. I think you meant to do that yeah that yeah. was part of the, yeah that, that really was made the bit yeah that was a good bit it was yeah. a good bit i think i could only only look at your nipples when you were Thanks. facetiming me it's not a compliment that was the, that well <laughs> that was the point but. oh yeah so bear with us uh it's been quite a wild evening by what about as wild as it can get for a couple of boys <laughs> making a podcast it's a wild podcast a wild evening podcast. Tonight, yeah uh, I sometimes think about how lame a podcast really is. Yeah. It's like because I walk into your apartment uh, every week with a backpack on, uh, <laughs> and I'm like I wonder what your neighbors yeah. think. They're probably—I bet you—if the neighbors see me, they're probably thinking like, "Oh, they're doing some sort of drugs." You know, something that I'm your plug. cool yeah. criminals would do. Yeah. But then like I imagine getting stopped often. I imagine getting stopped by like a police officer coming out of your, your apartment. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, what's in the bag? And I have to tell him that it's just podcast stuff. My notes. It's just my, just my notebook. <laughs> it's my podcast uh, notebook.
0: That was like this one time I'm, I went to uh, Dollarama. It was like a year, a year ago now. I went to Dollarama and I bought a bunch of foam board um because i was gonna make I, when i was getting into dungeons and dragons Ooh, even cooler yeah so and i was making a uh <laughs> i was gonna make a dungeon master screen oh I was gonna, yeah i like, can make a standing one that was like fixed mm. um and so i bought like people who board. tuned in for football are <laughs> totally gone <laughs> at this point no i'm, I'm trying right. to keep going um so i bought a bunch of foam board and a bunch of sticky notes and like arts and crafts stuff to put <laughs> together this um dungeon master screen and the guy he, the guy who's working the cashier was like a popular kid from high school oh, like a guy that was like my grade who's really popular and um he asked like i don't know i don't like, like where this is he's going. he's like oh he's like i was i was just thinking like he's gonna ask me what all this is for and then what and then so i got up to the front and he was like he's like oh nice what's all this stuff for <laughs> <laughs> i looked at him i i kid you not i looked at him and i'm like my little brother has a science fair. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> my little brother has a science oh, project no. working on. So
1: I'm, I'm... Loser. Picking stuff up for him. What is sadder? The fact that you were getting that stuff to make a Dungeon Master screen? <laughs> I, or the fact that you lied. That I lied. I and think. implicated your younger brother into it. I think It'd that I lied wrong. is the sadder
0: part because I shouldn't <laughs> be ashamed of my hobbies. Yeah, you shouldn't be ashamed. No, not There's at all. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: He had... Like this was you out of high school already, right? yeah he has no power over you none at all i feel the same way though like if i see somebody who was cool in high school uh walking around in like a grocery store i do everything i can to not that they would even recognize me because i was a loser yeah a big time loser and i feel that Some would argue that i still am a loser but i try not to you know i try to kind of like steer clear but it's like they don't have any power over me not even a little adult now i'm married now Ah, i have a podcast now but you they don't have a podcast. Probably
0: not. Losers. Losers. Who's a loser now? Mark. <laughs> Who's a loser
1: now? Matt. That was actually one of the guys I didn't like. His name was Matt. I
0: thought your best friend's name was Matt.
1: Also, my best friend's name was Matt. So two different Matt. Yeah, they were two you know, they were the same guy. <laughs> no, we're same no I had a really good friend, Matt. Uh, if you're listening to this Matt, I know you're not. But if you are, uh, we're not we don't hang out anymore, but it wasn't you that I hated, it was a different Matt. It you was can, real. You can put two two and two together. If you went to high school with me. But if you went to high school with me, you're probably not listening to this podcast anyways. (laughs) If you are, Uh, you're like, wow, he never changed. (laughs) Yeah, he's still the same guy. Uh, We will talk football eventually at some point. Yeah. Uh, If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to The Average Joe Football Show. It's a podcast made by two guys named Joe. Yeah. One guy, me, named Joe, who knows uh, really all you need to know about football uh, maybe too much maybe not enough depends who you're asking and then there's you joe uh tell them what you're good at i know a whole lot about mm. um
0: dungeons and dragons very good i guess mm. and a little and a little bit about
1: editing a podcast and that's just enough to hardly have our own hardly podcast. even that hardly. enough to have our own podcast. hardly even enough to have a computer that worked for tonight yeah oh but my goodness. listen joe i, I i'm uh, so I have to do an ice bath. Yes. Coming up. Yeah. And I know if you're listening to this you're like, Joe, you literally lost this bet two weeks ago and you still haven't done your stupid ice bath. That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, but I, hear me out. What if now it's your turn to do the ice bath? But I don't think so. Yeah. What if it is, though? Cause you still lost your bet. Yeah, but you, but you, but you lost, almost lost the podcast. No, <laughs> we're still doing it. It's gonna be released at the same time. Well, that's fair. It literally doesn't change anything for anybody else except for no. me, because now my my wife and my dog have to be at home in the dark in the rain. What do you think about my wife? She's she's here. I know, but she's not happy. <laughs> well, and neither am I. Well, uh, No, I'm just kidding. I am, I'm in a good mood, excited to podcast. Today. Like I said, thank you for listening. If this is your first time listening, you're probably wondering what the heck is this show. Uh, I'm going to maybe listen to a different show now. I'm going to go back to the Joe Rogan experience. And that's fair. Totally, you can do that. <laughs> go to a different Joe-related show, show. Yeah, Joe-related show. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in. We, Unless you have something... Joe, you have anything else you want to talk about gonna before say, we get into you, news? If I have to do the ice bath, Hmm. Do you still have to do it as well? No. Then no. Or yes. (laughs) Then okay. And we're going to do it at the same time? (laughs) Yeah, we're (laughs) going to go bathe together? Butts to nuts (laughs) in an oil drum. Love it. That's what you wanted to hear on your Thursday. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, But I guess we're going to do an ice bath. We'll figure out the logistics of it. Who's going to do it? How how we're going to do it? Uh, but I think Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday. If you're listening to us on Thursday, it should be Thursday evening. It's going to be up on our Instagram. Make sure yeah. you go over to our Instagram, underscore average Joe show. Also the same on Twitter. Uh, make sure you go over there and watch me, probably me, do the ice bath. Finally do the ice bath. And if you're wondering, hey, why is he doing an ice bath? Basically every week. At the end of the show, I do my my picks for the next week's NFL games. And I pick one lock of the week. And I basically, what are the rules to lock of the week is there really are no rules. Uh, I basically pick one game that I I think that, uh, I try to pick a game that's that's not like a super easy game. For example, this week, the Kansas City Chiefs are playing the Jets. I could <laughs> say, hey, let me lock up the Chiefs. That's lame. I mean, I I, I got this kind of inspiration from the Around the NFL podcast a great podcast, one of my favorite NFL podcasts, uh, where I get a lot of my inspiration from. And they always say that when they do their locks, you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror. So I have to be able to look myself in the mirror. I have to be proud of what I did. So if I lock up the Chiefs against the Jets, I'm not proud of that. You know, anybody, any average Joe, you know, can can lock can lock that up. But I pick games where it's maybe closer to a toss-up. Or it, maybe a team does have a little bit of an advantage, but it's still kind of dicey. I pick those, I lock them up, and if I get them wrong, Joe, what do I have to do then? Uh, you have to be punished. I have to be punished. Yeah. It sounds weird to say, but... <laughs> I must punish you yeah. if you get it wrong. <laughs> it's, um, not in a weird... Well, it is a weird way, I guess, but... You've lost twice. I've lost twice. Uh, you, I, you ate a raw egg. Ate a raw egg. Yeah. And I have yet to do an ice bath. I don't plan on losing anymore, though, so... Do you have any other punishments? I, I, I'm I'm not gonna come up with them myself because I'm gonna start making them very easy. Like oh. I have to uh, return all my library books. I don't know. You do you actually still have library? No, I no. I think I have a library card in my wallet right now. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been used since probably 2006. I got rid of mine. Yeah, I think that's. I use it as an ice scraper sometimes during the winter. <laughs> I use it to chop up my blow. <laughs> sorry wow this is, just, an, this is a late night podcast yeah, man a, it's getting r-rated we're talking a, drugs we're talking it's teletune at night <laughs> <laughs> yeah mick at night baby mick at night. that's what we're doing uh but without further ado, unless you got something else you want to talk, talk about joe no let's go to the let's just AGU. jump let's jump let's jump into the news we got a quite a bit of news this week uh a lot of things happened since the last time we talked but yeah why don't we just jump straight into the news First up in the news, we have a trade that happened just a few days after our last time recording. And Joe, can you pronounce the person who was traded here? It's it's right, right there. Oh, I just hit my elbow. Can you? I I could I could
0: read it if your writing weren't
1: so messy. Oh, whatever. That's not that's not messy. Did I ever tell you
0: that my mom once told me that I had terrible handwriting? (laughs) That hurt my broke my heart. My
1: mom told me that often. You must have had a pretty easy life. Okay, Yannick Ngakwe. Whoa. Still, I've heard you say yeah, you've heard me say times. it before. Yannick Ngakwe traded. He was traded to the Minnesota Vikings uh before the season started. Uh he was traded on August 30th, and now he gets traded from the Vikings, who are now just one win through seven weeks. Uh he was traded to the Baltimore Ravens for a 2021, third, and a conditional 2022 uh fifth round pick. Very interesting trade. It seems like the Minnesota Vikings uh, maybe uh, could be big-time sellers at the deadline. We'll talk about trade deadline stuff later on in the show. I want to get into names we could see being moved, names that I would like to see moved, rumors and stuff. We're going to talk all that trade deadline stuff later on in the show, so stick around for that. But I could definitely see a team like the Minnesota Vikings being a big seller. And I think this is the biggest uh, or the first step towards that. I mean, Ngakwe is a guy who just got there, literally just got there, played seven games uh, in in uh, or six games rather in six games he actually had five sacks two forced fumbles so he was very productive and now you send him to baltimore to play on a on a very very talented ravens team uh, a team that maybe uh, people are more sleeping on now they haven't been as dominant lately and now with pittsburgh uh, really really dominating the league in that division uh, this could be the spark that that, that baltimore ravens team needs and <laughs> my mic just fell down <laughs> uh, this could be the spark that that Baltimore Ravens team needs uh, to to kind of get over the hump. If, if they were missing anything, it was, a, it was a, a legitimate pass rush. Matthew Judon is there. I don't think he's going to be there for very long. Uh, there was people saying that Yannick Ngakwe kind of wanted to go to Baltimore all along. That's kind of the place that he wanted to go. So now he ends up there. Who knows? He might sign a contract extension as he is. Uh, he is on the final year of his contract right now. But that's a big add for the Baltimore Ravens. And he now plays alongside his former teammate in Jacksonville, Calais Campbell. And it just makes a a scary Baltimore Ravens team that much more scary. And speaking of the Baltimore Ravens, they also signed veteran wide receiver Des Bryant to their practice squad. Uh, Obviously, the practice squad is a little bit different this year with uh, COVID-19 and all that. It's no longer just young players. That are eligible to be on the practice squad. So Des Bryant who's been out of the NFL since last year when he signed with the Saints. But then tore his Achilles immediately his first practice with the Saints. He's back in the NFL sort of now. Uh, we, we know Baltimore has been kind of looking for different receivers. The receiver talent is not all that good. So it, it definitely will be interesting to see if Des Bryant finds his way onto this roster. Uh, but as of right now he has been signed uh, to their practice squad. So we'll keep you up to date on that. And then we have a couple of trades that happen. Not, not too big name trades like Yannick and Gokwe. But we had Marcus Golden getting traded back to the uh, Arizona Cardinals for a 2021 sixth, uh, sixth round pick. Uh, he, has a, he has one and a half sacks uh, in seven games. And he kind of adds to uh, a Cardinals team that doesn't have a whole lot of pass rushing as well. Uh, could be a good add for them. Also, the Lions trade a conditional sixth round pick to the Cowboys for... Edge Rusher Everson Griffin Everson Griffin Joe that kind of sounds like something you'd hear in Dungeons and Dragons doesn't not Everson Griffin
0: yeah. yeah Griffin is a mythical yeah so. well
1: what, what is a Griffin exactly
0: it's like a it's like an eagle and a lion mm. mixed together okay if I'm um, wrong I'm gonna be so sad okay well it's we'll, gonna be the worst we'll get
1: back to that that was your that was your your D&D update with Joe uh, also Jordan Willis traded from the New York Jets to the San Francisco 49ers. So there are trades happening and I expect he was right. It's an eagle and a lion. Look at that. Wow, yeah. that is glorious. Yeah. That is a cool. That should be our mascot. <laughs> the Griffin. Uh, but yeah, there's some trades happening. I expect there to be more trades. Usually when we come around trade deadline time, we talk about trades till we're blue in the face and almost nothing happens, but it is it is a very weird year in the NFL this year obviously 2020's been a weird year in general but there's overall a lot of really bad teams this year. I think there's there's like seven six or seven teams that have one win, one or one or two wins, something like that. But there's there's some terrible terrible teams. So we could see a lot of teams being big time sellers and contenders going all out or fringe contenders going all out to become contenders. Uh so it should be an interesting trade deadline. And then Speaking of things that are not trade deadline related, a guy that we have not talked about in a while on this podcast because I said that we wouldn't talk about him uh, until he was signed on a team. And now he's officially signed to a team and it's Antonio Brown, everybody's favorite nutcase, finally, finally signs a new contract. He's eligible to return uh, in as soon as week nine and he signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He goes and joins his good friend Tom Brady, despite Bruce Arians constantly saying they have no interest in Antonio Brown. They're not going to bring in Antonio Brown. Uh, And then when he signs, he's saying Tom Brady had nothing to do with the signing of Antonio Brown. Okay, let's relax. Obviously, uh, Antonio Brown was uh, brought in somewhat in part to to Tom Brady influencing that decision. And that's okay. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, it probably wouldn't hurt to listen to him every once in a while, but as far as this signing goes, I think it's it's a, it's a weird signing. I think it's it's an unnecessary signing. Uh, Tampa Bay right now, I think is is playing really good football. They're one of the better teams in the NFL after kind of a slow start. And the one thing that they have already a ton of is offensive weapons. They have Mike Evans. They have Chris Godwin. They have uh, they have OJ Howard. Uh, they have oh, sorry OJ Howard. O.J. Howard's done for the season. So they don't have O.J. Howard. They have Rob Gronkowski. They have Scotty Miller, who's been playing really good this year. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Sean McCoy, who hasn't done much there. But they have weapons all over the offensive side of the ball. I don't think that they really need Antonio Brown. But if he can be the guy that he was uh, there in Pittsburgh those those final years, he adds a whole nother level to this team. And they could be very scary. But like I said, I, I would have... Maybe like him like to see him go to a team that needed him more, a team like Baltimore, who, who desperately needs more wide receiver help. So it'll be interesting to see how he fits there in Tampa Bay, especially when uh, you think about the fact that he might not be the number one guy. Will he be able to handle not being the number one guy, or will he end up in a straight jacket again? Uh, we'll see. It'll be very interesting to see what happens there with AB, Mr. Big Chest, in T- Tampa Bay. Moving on to the next thing, a little bit of more somber news. Odell Beckham Jr. this week. The Browns had a big win. We'll get into that when they when we uh, review all the games that happened uh, in Week 7. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., however, early on in this game, went down with a knee injury and it, and it ended up being a torn ACL and he'll miss the rest of the season. So that obviously sucks uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, an interesting thing, though, is it seems like Baker Mayfield... Uh, you hate to say this, especially when Odell Beckham got hurt. And obviously, prayers, thoughts and prayers for Odell. Hopefully, he has a, a speedy recovery because I really enjoy watching Odell Beckham play. Uh, I really like when he's playing well. Uh, I, I had so much fun watching him uh, against Cincinnati this year. It was so fun to, uh, to see him play really well. The, the first game against Cincinnati uh, and then that Dallas game when he, was, when he was going off. That was so fun. I, it was really fun to have a dominant Odell Beckham Jr. back. Uh, but it really seems like Baker mayfield almost plays better without odell Beckham jr it's it's definitely a, it's it's a weird trend but we saw as soon as Odell Beckham jr went down Baker mayfield and we'll talk about this later on in the, in the podcast but uh it definitely adds as an interesting dynamic to that offense uh obviously we hope for a speedy recovery for Odell Beckham jr uh, and and we'll see where the browns go from here maybe they're interested in adding a receiver at the deadline. We'll talk about stuff like that later on in the show. Finally, in the news, a really, really good piece of news after what was kind of a a disappointing piece of news, but head coach of the Washington football team, Ron Rivera, we've talked about him throughout his battle with cancer. And this week, after a big win that they got against the Dallas Cowboys this week, he completed his last round of cancer treatment. So, you know, big shout out to coach wow. Ron Rivera. Yeah, that's not that, believe he's been coaching. That, like, that's incredible. He has he coached the entire time. He's coached time? the entire time. Every game. Yeah. Wow. And like people might say yeah, coaches coaching is not that physically demanding or whatever. Like but the work <laughs> you're still out there. Yeah, <laughs> like, the work and the work that those guys put in like yeah. legitimately. And first of all, yeah, just the being out there and standing on the sideline for 3 hours would be exhausting like when going through cancer treatment mentally as oh, well that's mentally, unbelievable that's the biggest thing too those co- there are so many head coaches that they don't go home during the week they sleep in their office they work uh and like they they work constantly and like you know Ron Rivera he's a fantastic coach he's doing stuff like that and for him to be able to to do that while like like i just think about myself if i have the flu if i have a cold how miserable i am at work and like, and how hard it is to be at work, and then you take that and you times it by like a million with Ron Rivera. I, I, I should be just a huge, huge shout out to Ron Rivera. Uh, he's he's such a tremendous person. It's really awesome that he got a win this week. Uh, and and we will continue to have him in our thoughts and prayers, obviously. But big shout out to Riverboat Ron on his cancer recovery, and he's not out of the woods yet. Obviously, his cancer can tend to. Uh, Stick around longer than we'd like but for now it looks to be going in the right direction and a big shout out to Ron Rivera Mm -hmm. Moving on Joe, it's your favorite part of the show. We're gonna go through every Freaking game Mm -hmm. that happened in week seven of the NFL season and man alive There were some good games this week. I mean, there was. You're telling me. Yeah, there was some good games. Yeah, like what? Like what were some of your like favorite games? (laughs) I was actually this
0: week. It was
1: crazy. (laughs) I was watching um,
0: the the Ravens game this week. Okay. Oh man, did he just? you know
1: yeah right he, he gave it to him that's it really crazy. it was sweet that's crazy what about you that's insane because the ravens had a bye week this week <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> out of every out of every team yeah. that i could have chose any team i chose the Ravens. Chose one no, of the four, of the
0: four teams that had a bye week this you're week. kidding i'm huh? not kidding i was gonna say the chiefs uh no, you know what that would have been good because they did not have a bye week yeah. yeah pat mahomes got me 12 points in fantasy
1: yeah that's so, so underwhelming Oof, that is underwhelming Yeah, yeah. I think he had like three interceptions. I don't know. We'll get into it. (sighs) We'll get into it. But (laughs) we'll talk about everything except for the Ravens game uh, here in week seven. And we start things off on Thursday night with my coffee pick with my good buddy, Joel. uh, And I picked the the Philadelphia Eagles to win. And here's a fun fact, actually. I picked them to win 22 to, what did I pick? 22 to 16. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know what the final score was? 22 to 15. 22 to 21. So not that close, but pretty close. I got okay. the 22 part right. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles, they looked dead to rights in this game at one point and they looked gross and bad and both these teams at times look look awful. And that NFC East continues to look awful. But somehow Carson Wentz uh pulled it out of his butt. There were some crazy weird things that happened in this game. Like Daniel Jones. Yeah, like pulling had a, something out of your like butt. Like pulling That's something weird. out of your butt. That was the, not even the weirdest thing to happen in this game, actually. That's incredible. But but Daniel Jones, Joe, and I showed you this play. Daniel Jones broke away. He's a quarterback. <laughs> broke away. Oh, my gosh. It was going to be a 90-yard touchdown. Uh, he faked everyone out. And he's pretty pretty fast for a quarterback. Yeah, like He's, right. he's running Fast and hard and chugging his legs. He doesn't run often, no, you can tell. No. <laughs> Yo, for sure not. He, he's just, I, I love what, in case you haven't seen the clip, Daniel Jones, basically, he fakes everybody out. He has a wide open lane in the end zone. It's like a 90-yard touchdown uh, in the making. Joe Buck saying he's gone. Uh, Daniel Jones is running. He's running pretty fast. And literally nobody's going to catch him. Um and then he trips over nothing, and he gets stopped and doesn't score a touchdown. Oh dear! And I appreciate Daniel Jones for that because to me, I could relate to that so hard. Ho- like, like <laughs> that I could you. just relate to that because like I'm, I would say like I'm a, I'm sort of athletic. I'm not. I, I don't like to like. I'm not gonna say I'm like. I'm not even the most well. athletic person in my family. I won't even say that. Really? But like I I I'm I'm decently okay at sports. I would say that I'm okayly fast uh okay uh, okayly, like a person mm-hmm. um but uh, but i'm 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 fine but i feel like if i was putting in in the exact scenario that daniel jones was put in i would have the exact same well i mean i would have probably but got caught uh, oh, let me yeah. start things by saying that but like i can just i can just feel exactly what he was thinking. he was just trying to run so fast and he knew that i'm not nearly as athletic as all these guys around me <laughs> i have to run so hard and he just he ran and ran and ran until he literally couldn't run anymore. And I think he even said in the post-game interview, and they lost the game too, so this makes it all the more sad. Uh, he said in the post-game inter- interview, they asked him why he fell down. He said, I was just trying to run faster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just trying to run faster. That's so sad. Oh, also, yeah. I, I was I wanted to say something actually football related. Okay. Um, I was watching the – or it was just highlights from a game mm. – uh, from the... Oh, I got to look at these jerseys. This is crazy,
1: guys. I was talking real football right now. Peterson. Cardinals? Patrick Peterson?
0: Cardinals? Is that a, is it Card- Cardinals? Cardinals are a team. Who do they play? Seahawks this week? Yeah, they play the Seahawks. So there's a play where um uh, DK Metcalf chases oh, yes. down someone. Yeah, someone Buda Baker. Yeah. yeah. That guy has
1: holy smokes. wheels. Holy smokes. He puts on the... Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. And he is huge like this guy is like he's like probably six three like and jacked stacked and yeah. putting on racks my goodness like, and he gets him right before the yeah. line it's unbelievable it's, you can just see him take You're, off running and just in like the way he's chugging his legs yeah he, somebody said that he's uh, I saw somebody on on Instagram say that he's from Wakanda. <laughs> he's not even a real guy. He's from Wakanda. It's insane. It's, it is. It is insane and insane. It is insane. Insane in the mum brain. <laughs> like uh, but we'll get to that game eventually as well. Uh, but yeah, the Giants had a 21 to 10 lead after a Sterling Shepard touchdown with with around six minutes and 21 seconds left in the fourth quarter. And I'll admit. That is when I turned the game off. I even sent my but, my good buddy Joel a text. I said something along the lines of uh good luck Eagles. I'm going to bed like there's no I just thought there was no possible way the Eagles were going to win and somehow Carson Wentz comes back and plays really well late down the stretch. He was 25 for 43, 359 yards, two touchdowns an interception, and a rushing touchdown. And he looked really good late in this game. It would have been nice if he would have looked this good the whole game. Would have been a dominating victory. But he connects with Boston Scott for a huge game-winning touchdown. Uh, And the Eagles now sit atop a terrible, brutal NFC East. An NFC East that doesn't have a single team over two wins right now. Uh they have, three, they have three teams at two wins. And the only reason the Eagles are ahead of the other two teams is because the Eagles have a tie. So what a sad, horrible division. Uh, hopefully, at someone improves at some point. But it's not looking good. But moving on to the next game. And it was the Browns versus the Bengals. And we've talked about Baker Mayfield. We talked about Odell Beckham. And this was another game. There were so many games this week that came down to the wire. It was crazy. I was watching NFL Red Zone. Uh, Which I've been doing lately. I I didn't really do it last season at all. And I hadn't really done it much. But NFL Red Zone is super fun to watch. Uh, I I Underrated. I didn't think it would be as fun. But they were cutting just over and over to games. And every single game it seemed like was coming down to the wire. And this was one of those games. uh, Baker Mayfield started horribly in this game. He was 0 for 5 uh, with an interception. And then he went on to, after Odell Beckham got hurt, like we talked about. He went on to complete 21 straight passes, uh, 21 for 21 after that. And his only incompletion after the 0 for 5 start was a spike late in the game, which is just absolutely crazy. He finished 22 for 28, 297 yards, five touchdowns, and that pick. So he played crazy. Joe Burrow. Who is? It's crazy what he. It's 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 nuts what he's doing as a rookie. Legitimately, it's crazy. Uh, I've said crazy like four or five times already, but it is crazy. Uh, he is thirty-five for forty-seven, four hundred and six yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and a rushing touchdown. I mean, he played really well again. This was a this was a battle. Uh, it was the the rivalry that is the rivalry in Ohio, is Cleveland versus Cincinnati. Hasn't been much of a rivalry lately, as both the teams have been. Uh, embarrassments, But this was kind of like a look into the future uh, of what this rivalry could be in the future. This was really fun. I mean, two two young, talented teams with two young, talented quarterbacks. And you love to see Baker Mayfield play up to his potential because it's so sad to me to see Baker Mayfield uh, struggling. I root for a guy like ba- Baker Mayfield. I root for the Browns. Uh, they're one of my darling teams. But they pull out a big 37-34 to 34, uh, victory. Joe Burrow put the Bengals in position late in this game, gave them a a three point lead, or sorry, a five point lead uh, with just over a minute remaining. Baker Mayfield marches them down the field uh, and with 11 seconds left, hits Donovan People's Jones for a touchdown, an incredible back shoulder throw, an incredible back shoulder catch by the rookie Donovan People's Jones out of Michigan. Uh, and and they, they steal a victory in Cincinnati, and that was my lock of the week. So my lock of the week gets nailed this week. I don't have to do any punishment except for the ice bath that I still haven't done. And like I said, this was a fun game. Uh, Joe Burrow almost actually won the game on a Hail Mary where he just launched the ball. Uh, but yeah, fun game, and it's fun to see the potential future that these two franchises have. Moving on to the next game, and it's the Panthers at the Saints. And the Saints come away with a three-point victory. Another game that came uh, down to the wire, 27-24. to Drew Brees was 29 for 36, 287 yards, two touchdowns. uh, And Alvin Kamara with 148 total yards. Teddy Bridgewater played well again, 23 for 28. Very efficient, 254 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. This was a solid win for New Orleans. My biggest question for New Orleans still coming out of this win uh, as they're getting better, as they're improving, as Drew Brees is looking more like Drew Brees, uh, is where what is going on with Michael Thomas right now? Legitimately, what is going on? This guy broke the single-season catch record last year, and he's played in one game so far this season. Uh, he has three catches for 17 yards, I believe, uh, and, and he was supposed to come back weeks ago, and then he punched his teammate, got into a fight with his coach, and now this week he had a a phantom hamstring injury and then there's trade reports coming out potentially that he could be trade, traded at the deadline a lot of weird bizarre things going on with Michael Thomas I, really anything could happen I, I wouldn't be totally shocked to see him get traded but it would be it would be crazy because he is such a big part of this offense and I think he's a big part of why this offense was struggling up to this point but like I said a good win for New Orleans Any any wins that they get uh, without Michael Thomas, are good wins especially against a, a Carolina Panthers team that has played uh a lot better than people thought they would this year. At Carolina, uh they're they're not there yet. They're not a playoff team yet. Uh but I they have so many pieces there honestly. And, and Teddy Bridgewater, you know people thought that he was going to be a, a sort of a bridge quarterback and and they were going to be in the hunt for Trevor Lawrence uh this upcoming offseason. But Teddy Bridgewater could be the guy, the, the same way that a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco is that guy, sort of a game manager. He's not going to blow you away, but he's a guy who's not going to make the backbreaking mistakes. A guy that's not going to to hurt you, like say uh, maybe a Jameis Winston would. Uh, he's a guy uh, who who plays up to the talent around him, and he's got talent. I mean, DJ Moore is awesome. Robbie Anderson has been incredible this year for Carolina. That was a huge pickup, uh, and then Curtis Samuel's really good. And then on the defensive side, they have Brian Burns, who's who's been really good since coming into the league last year. Uh, and then they have Yatur Gross Matos, who they uh, drafted this year, and in a bunch of young people, uh, young people, a bunch of young talent uh, on that defense. So Carolina has a really bright future, and New Orleans is sort of almost the opposite, where where they kind of have to win now because they could be in for a rebuild after Drew Brees is gone, uh, unless they expect Taysom Hill. To come in and, and kind of replace him smoothly, which I don't totally believe in, but, but you never know. Moving on to the next game, it's the Jaguars visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. And the Chargers walk away with a 39-29 to 29 victory. Uh, it really seemed early on like the Chargers had this game in hand. They were dominating uh, the Jaguars early. Justin Herbert played tremendous again. He's 27 for 43, 347 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He also had 66 yards on the ground on nine nine carries. Keenan Allen had his, had another huge game, uh, ten receptions for 125 yards. And like I said, it looked like the Chargers were were well in control of this game, and then uh, the Jaguars sort, so slowly started to creep their way back into the game. Uh, Gardner Minshew played okay. He played fine enough for them to be in this game he was uh, 14 for 27 173 yards uh, two touchdowns and, and uh, no picks and then James Robinson who was kind of quiet the last few weeks had a had a breakout game 22 yards 119 or 22 carries rather 119 yards and a touchdown and my big takeaways from this game is that Justin Herbert is the real deal he is a real real quarterback and you can uh you know I, I have to put my hand up first and foremost and say I I did not expect this. I did not think Justin Herbert would be as good, even near, even close to as good as he's been so far this season. He's he's so good, and I, I understand he has got talent around him. Uh, but Philip Rivers didn't look this good last year with that same talent. Uh, Justin Herbert has been really good, and it's exciting to see the crop of young quarterbacks. Uh, that that are coming into the NFL and Justin Herbert is is, is a really good uh, quarterback. That's that that is is showing people showing all the doubters wrong and proving them wrong, and that's myself included. And he's got a really good team around him. Like that defense is also uh, extremely talented. They 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 really gave Gardner Minshew a hard time with five sacks, nine QB hits, and it was too much for him to handle in this game. And that's a talented Chargers team. Uh, Obviously, they play in the same division as the Chiefs, so it's going to be tough for them to make any noise, especially when they're now sitting at 2-4. This was uh, only Justin Herbert's very first win as a starter. But this team has pieces, and they're a fun team to watch. Moving on to the next game, and it's the Packers at the Texans. And uh, this was a game that was pretty well dominated by the better team, and that was the Green Bay Packers. I sort of expected the Texans to put up a little bit of a better fight than they did in this game the Packers win 35 to 20, and I think the game wasn't really as close as even the score indicates. Uh, Green Bay was up 21 to nothing uh, at the half, really just dominating this game all over the field. Aaron Rodgers had another big time game, 24 for 34, 283 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Adams went off in this game. 13 receptions, 196 yards, two touchdowns. Big time game. For Devontae Adams, Deshaun Watson still played well. He's still not the problem. He's 29 for 39, 309 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL this season. But that Houston team, they're they're in a rough spot right now. They might have to look at tearing it down and rebuilding as well. It looks like J.J. Watt's not totally happy there uh, after this game. And in, it's two teams kind of looking in very different directions. Whereas like Houston just picked up their first win. And then they kind of go right back into darkness. And and Green Bay, it was they just lost their first game. It was very dark. And now they come out and they destroy a Houston team. And now they're looking like they're back on track for the future. And on to the next game. Speaking of all the crazy games that happened this week, this might be the craziest. And it was the Lions, the Detroit Lions at the Atlanta Falcons. It was a twenty-three to twenty-two victory, a one-point victory, uh, and what a wild game this was! This was ugly at times, but beautiful at others. It was insane, insane time. Uh, the Falcons choked so hard in this game. Oh my goodness gracious! The, the Falcons—it's hard to even describe. If you're not a, it's hard to even describe what they did to blow this game. So essentially uh they were they were leading late into this game uh sorry they were not le- they were they were going in uh to to take the lead late in the game uh and and, and todd gurley all he had to do uh was was run out more clock he just had to run out the clock so that they they would not uh score too early and so that the the detroit lions would not get another opportunity uh, to win the game uh, and and he so basically the the Atlanta Falcons have the ball in Detroit in the in the red zone in Detroit's territory uh, the clock's running down uh, there's there's around two minutes left uh, and, and Todd Gurley all he has to do all he has to do is 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 run out the clock. They're in perfect position for a chip shot field goal. They're down two points. A field goal wins the game. You can run out the clock. Todd Gurley picks up a first down, uh, and he's got a free shot at the end zone, because guess what? Detroit is letting him score a touchdown. They want him to score a touchdown, and Todd Gurley realizes this, and but he realizes it much too late. He's already falling forward, and it's the weirdest thing you'll ever see, because it's the inverse of what football usually is. He's Trying so hard to not score a touchdown, he's like he falls and he's like trying trying to keep the ball out of the end zone, but he falls directly in the end zone. Falcons score a touchdown, so they're up now, 22 to 16, looking pretty sort of. I mean, but as soon as that happened, Falcons fans had to be thinking, "Oh my gosh, we're gonna blow this." So with zero timeouts left and 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 around one uh one minute left of game time. Matthew Stafford marches them all the way down the field. And on the last play of the game, uh, he's under pressure, fires into the end zone and and scores a touchdown to TJ Hawkinson to win the game uh, with the extra point, which even worse. So the touchdown just tied up the game. It was 22 to 22. So the extra point was going to win the game. And then there's a penalty on the extra point, making it a 48 yard extra point, which is a long field goal. That's a long field goal. And he still hits it. Uh, And the Atlanta Falcons, it's the only time I've ever heard of a team choking away a game by scoring a touchdown. That is just such a brutal Falcons way to do things. And I feel so bad for Falcons fans. They have to endure. Uh, Really, there's been like three games this season where they've just completely choked and just blown it. Uh, I can't imagine what you have to be thinking there uh, in Atlanta. But what a crazy game that was. And moving on to the next game, and it's more of the terrible NFC East, and it was the Cowboys at the Washington Football Team, and this was an absolute massacre. Uh, Washington d- defeats the Cowboys twenty-five to three. Andy Dalton was nine for nineteen, seventy-five yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. And he he went out. He went out early with a concussion. It was a dirty, dirty hit by John Bostic. It was it, it was messed up. It was a, it was not a not a not a a friendly play, to say the least. Uh, it was messed up that he hit him like that. But Andy Dalton was not playing well before that injury. And uh, and now he's in concussion prot- protocol. And uh, the, the defense of Washington destroyed Andy Dalton. They destroyed Ezekiel Elliott in this game. They had six sacks. And then Ben DiNucci, a guy who I didn't even know existed before this game, had to come in and play quarterback he was massacred to the to the football gods. Uh, the Washington football team completely embarrassed uh, this Dallas Cowboys team, who was just so frustrating to watch. I mean, I understand they lost Dak Prescott, and that you know that's obviously huge. He was probably one of the best quarterbacks in football when he got hurt, uh, but they are just overall not even just quarterback wise. Andy Dalton's probably not even the biggest problem on this team. They are just such a frustrating, horrible team to watch. And and they got a an absolute butt kicking in this game, uh, and even like guys that are supposed to produce like Zeke Elliott, you're thinking, oh, Dak Prescott's out, Zeke Elliott is gonna have to take take control now, uh, and he hasn't done that. He's been part of the problem. He's fumbling all the time. He had one play in this game where he he dropped an easy catch and it ended up turning into an interception. And it's just like he's an issue, and if he's an issue. I, Everything's an issue because he's the guy who's supposed to carry your team now. And yeah, this this Dallas Cowboys team is just in a rough spot. Uh, but a good win for Washington. And like we said, Ron Rivera uh, gets a win as he's finishing his cancer treatment. So a good win for the Washington football team. Moving on to the Bills versus the Jets. And this game was probably a lot closer than a lot of Bills fans and the Buffalo Bills themselves would have liked for it to be. The Bills pull out an 18-10 victory over the winless New York Jets. Josh Allen was 30 for 43, 307 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Sam Darnold actually started out pretty good in his return to play, uh, but they were bad in the second half. He was 12 for 23, 120 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. The Jets absolutely fell apart in the second half. Uh, They had four total yards in the second half. Four yards in the whole second half, which seems fake, but I I think that it's real. Uh, and the Bills the Bills just couldn't finish drives in this game. They had a lot of penalty issues. It was a bad luck for this Bills team. This was this was the very definition of an ugly win. Uh, they were 0 for five in the red zone. Uh, their kicker missed a missed a couple kicks, uh, and they had no touchdowns. But a win is a win, and even if it's super ugly, uh, even if you know. People might be taking this Bills team a little bit more... Uh, a little lightly at this point. They do have a big game coming up against New England this week. So hopefully they can bounce back. But a win's a win. Moving on to the next game. And speaking of ugly games. This one got super ugly early for one team. That was the New England Patriots in Foxborough. The San Francisco 49ers go into Foxborough. And shellac, shellac, The New England Patriots. The New England Patriots got beat 33-6 at home. That's what 2020 is right there. Uh, That's insane. Cam Newton was awful, awful in this game. He was 9 for 15, 98 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, He was benched uh, late in the game when it was already very much out of hand. And this was a dominant, dominant performance uh, by the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy G was all right. Uh, he had two picks of of his own uh, for 277 yards, no touchdowns. Jeff Wilson, who actually got injured in this game, and he's probably a guy that a lot of people haven't heard of. Uh, he was a running back there for San Francisco. He had 17 carries, 112 yards, three touchdowns, but he did go down with that serious ankle injury. That's obviously disappointing for a team that struggled with so many injuries. And this was a, like I said, a dominant victory for San Francisco. They 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 took the the, the New England Patriots lunch money and 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 they put up 405 yards on, what just, on what's supposed to be one of the better defenses in the NFL. And this was a big win for San Francisco. And they're going to need a lot of big wins coming up because this is what their schedule looks like the next five weeks. They play Seattle, they play Green Bay, they play New Orleans, and then they play the Los Angeles Rams, and then they play the Buffalo Bills. So the, the, the 49ers have their work cut out for them. They have a tough upcoming schedule. And they're going to need to grid out a couple wins. So it was nice for them to get this, this easy victory over a, a Patriots team that looks lost at sea right now. And then on to the next game. It's the Kansas City Chiefs destroying the, the Denver Broncos 43-16. to 16. Patrick Mahomes did not have to do much in this game. He was 15 for 23, 200 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Drew Locke was bad again, two straight games, 24 for 40, 254 yards, zero touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Kansas City scored in all sorts of ways. They had a 50-yard pick six by Daniel Sorensen, and then a 102-yard kickoff return uh, by Pringle, a guy with the last name Pringle, so good for him. That was a big touchdown, Uh, and Kansas City's defense punished Drew Locke. He had a rough, rough game and and this defense when they're flying like this and when Patrick Mahomes barely has to touch the field it's going to be a rough day if you're facing the Kansas City Chiefs and then on to the next game the Buccaneers at the Raiders and this was this was one a game that I was I was kind of excited for uh ended up being a little bit more lopsided than maybe we expected but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do walk out uh with a victory a 45 to 20 victory over The Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. Tom Brady quietly, quietly putting together an MVP season, question mark. I mean, he was 33 for 45, 369 yards, four touchdowns. Another four-touchdown game for Tom Brady. He's been really, really great lately. Scotty Miller had six receptions, 109 yards, and a touchdown. It's crazy. Uh, You know, I don't want to make everything about race because everybody already does that. And it's just, I think it's a, a destructive, horrible thing to do. But this is more of a joking fashion anyways. But it's, it is it is kind of weird that all of Tom Brady's receivers just happen to be white. They're like, they just happen to be white. When almost all the good receivers in, in the sport of football are black. And, and like I said, don't want to make anything about race. Don't want to say Tom Brady's a racist. Well, you did. I did. I did. You but did. it's just crazy. Scotty Miller, who nobody had ever heard of before, somehow... Is one of the best targets on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's a white guy, and they have a bunch of. I know, like I said, not gonna make it a race thing, but but you can you can make make about that what you will, you All know, right. go go with that where you want to. But Derek Carr and the Raiders, uh, they played okay. Derek Carr was twenty four for thirty six, two hundred eighty four yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, and then Nelson Aguilar, who's been quietly really really good. Had a resurgent season with the Las Vegas Raiders. He had five catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. But like I said, this was a game that was kind of dominated uh, by by the the Tampa Buccaneers. Their defense played really well. Again, they have uh, such an underrated defense. And Tom Brady, he could be a sneaky MVP candidate. And then on to what a lot of people thought would be the game of the week. And it did not disappoint. And it was the Steelers at the Titans. Two undefeated teams that battle... Uh, a battle of the two of the last three undefeated teams going into this this week. And the Steelers come away with a 27-24 victory. Uh, Big Ben was 32 for 49. Uh, 268 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. And Deontay Johnson, a guy who I had on my fantasy team, and he was frustrating me every week because he was injured, wasn't doing anything. And what do you know? I drop him. And what does he do but go nine receptions, 80 yards and two touchdowns the week after I drop him. So congratulations. Good for him. Very, very happy for you, Deontay Johnson. Uh, this game started off all Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was up 27-7 to in the third quarter. And then the Titans do what they do and they storm back in this game. They're such a fun team to watch. Both these teams are really fun to watch. Uh, the Titans, it looked like they were, had all the momentum. Uh, Tannehill finished 18 for 30, 220 yards, two touchdowns. And then A.J. Brown with a huge six catch, 153 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and like I said, the, the Tennessee Titans stormed their way back into this game and got so, so close to winning it. Uh, Steven Goskowski misses a game-tying field goal. And the Pittsburgh Steelers and their dominant, dominant defense Uh, continues and they're the only undefeated team left in the nfl and speaking of teams that are no longer undefeated the seattle seahawks and the arizona cardinals met up this week on sunday night football and this game was chaotic i mean this game was crazy it went long long and this is the game we were talking about joe dk metcalf had the incredible run i mean Buda Baker picks off Russell Wilson, who made quite a few mistakes in this game. Russell Wilson, and then DK Metcalf chases him down faster than any man has ever run in the history of the world. Uh, but this game was was really crazy. Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson duelled uh, each other, and they duelled each other real good because it was Kyler Murray going 34 for 48, 360 yards, three touchdowns, and interception. He also had 69 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Then you had Chase Edmonds uh, coming in for Kenyon Drake, who got hurt in this game. 145 total yards. He had 58 on the ground, 87 in the air. DeAndre Hopkins had 100 yards uh, and a touchdown. And then Russell Wilson, 33 for 50 yards, 380, or 33 for 50, rather, 388 yards, uh, three touchdowns. Like I said, he made some mistakes in this game, but he also had 84 yards rushing. And Tyler Lockett had 15 catches, 200 yards, and three touchdowns for 53 fantasy points. 53 fan—that's the most I've ever seen. That's got to be some sort of record. 53 fantasy points—that is absurd. That is insane. And that was like not even close to the craziest thing uh, in this game. Uh, this game was uh, there was a th- over a thousand combined yards, almost a thousand one hundred combined yards. Uh, and, and Arizona did not lead in this game at any point until they won the game. The game went to overtime. There was some crazy chaos going on that led to that. Arizona was marching the ball down the field uh, to tie up the game. And Larry Fitzgerald had to quickly run and get the ball spiked, and they got a spike with two seconds left. They kick the field goal. They go to overtime. Overtime seems like it will never end. Russell Wilson gets the ball back. It looks like Russell Wilson is going to march the Seahawks down the field to win the game. He throws an interception to Isaiah Simmons, the rookie, uh, and then the Cardinals have a chance to win the game. Uh, and Zane Gonzalez, your boy, Joe, Zane Gonzalez, hits a game-winning kick to, to game-winning kick to win the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. I your remember boy, that. Zane yeah. Gonzalez. The, Zane Gonzalez, yeah. the, 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 the devil, the sun devil? Yeah. Is, is he from, I think he's from... He
0: can... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Sing opera in like seven languages. No, that's Justin Tucker. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I was thinking, Jane Gonzalez, uh, (laughs) Jane Jane Gonzalez,
1: Jane and Rangers. He uh, was, yeah, yeah. He was. I think he was on your top five kickers. Yeah, sun. Maybe right that. Yeah, sun devil. He was a sun devil. uh, And this game was was quite entertaining, Joe. But you already know that. Yeah. And moving on to the final game. Of the 14 games played this weekend, is the Bears at the Rams on Monday Night Football. The Rams walk away with a 24-10 victory. Jared Goff, 23 for 33, 219 yards, two touchdowns, and Nick Foles was not as good. 28 for 40, 261 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. This was a battle of two really good defenses, and oftentimes you get a very ugly game. And oftentimes in this game, it was a very ugly game. But the Rams' offense... Did just a little more, or just enough to win this game, a lot more, really, than the Chicago Bears off- offense, <clears throat> who isn't they, they're not good right now. Uh, I, it might be time to I don't know bring Bring our boy Mitchell back in the game, bring Biskey back, please. Bringing Biskey back, yeah, a little Biskey. I'm business. bringing Biskey back. back, baby. It's, yeah. it's time, man. It's like yeah. Nick Foles, you let's bring Biskey back in the game, let's mix it up a little bit. Uh, you're, you're falling apart here. Let's get Biskey back in back in the mix. Uh, But the Rams defense is scary. Aaron Donald is scary. I worry for Tua next week. They have a a really talented defense, like I said, uh, and their offense was is also one that can get hot. And when Jared Goff is hot, he, he, he can really put up some big numbers. So a big win for the Rams on Monday Night Football. And that wraps up our game. So we'll move on into the next segment. And that's the trade deadline. The trade deadline is this. Tuesday. What's this Tuesday? What's the day, Joe? What's the day this Tuesday? Uh it's November third. I think it actually is November third. How did you know that so fast? Is it November third? It is November third. How did you do that? That's crazy. You have, actually- a doctor- you have a doctor's appointment on November third? <laughs> No. Okay. All right. I might as well, Because you would tell me, right? Yeah. I'm okay. dying, I think. You're I think talking... I have a brain tumor. Ang- Angurism, as yeah. the Mic'd Up guys say. Anguism. Oh, real quick. I forgot again. Listen to the Mic'd Up podcast. I forget every time. I'm Bad sorry. partners. I'm sorry, Mic'd Up. I'm sorry. I just forget. Listen to the Mic'd Up podcast. Uh, they they talk about aneurysms sometimes, uh, but they're a really good podcast about all sports. Angu- um and and a really really cool guys guys that i really like and uh yeah they have they had a really big announcement on their last episode so make sure you go back and listen and then listen to this week's episode as well because like i said they have a good time so that's the Mike up podcast with billy nick and mike they talk all things sports i'm talking golf i'm talking hockey i'm talking uh baseball i'm talking basketball they even one time mentioned ho- uh did i say hockey I don't know, they don't talk hockey, but they did one time say something about hockey. But anyways, the trade deadline's coming up, and everybody's talking trades, everybody's talking trades, and usually around trade deadline time, especially in the NFL, the NBA seems to have sort of a really fun trade deadline where a lot of names get moved, a lot of crazy things happen. the NFL, it's usually... A lot of rumors, a lot of speculation, all for not, all for not. All for nothing. All for nothing. Uh, And that's usually what happens. But, uh, you know, this year with 2020, you never know. Things could be a little bit different. There's a lot of names on the trade block. And one of the biggest, uh, or maybe not the biggest name, but a name that I keep hearing brought up in trade rumors, and that's Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, of the Dolphins, potentially being traded to, to maybe a team... Uh, like the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Dallas obviously is struggling hardcore right now. They're in a bad spot. Andy Dalton just got a concussion, but he was playing horrible before that concussion. Uh, hopefully, maybe maybe it knocks some sense into him. He'll play a little bit better uh, afterwards. Sorry, that's a little rude. But Andy Dalton didn't play uh, all that great. Uh, so people are thinking maybe the Dallas Cowboys come in and, and they try to trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was just recently benched. And to me, I would be stunned if this trade would genuinely happen. I, I don't see why, really, either team would try to do this. Uh, for if you look at it from the Miami perspective, what are you really gaining from trading uh, trading Ryan Fitzpatrick? Unless all of a sudden Dallas or somebody comes with a, like a second round pick, then you gotta consider it. But I would seriously doubt something like that's gonna happen. Uh, they don't even have another quarterback. On their roster, other than Tua, literally they'd have to get a guy from their their practice squad. So I don't I don't know like really what you accomplish from trading Ryan Fitzpatrick. You need to have that backup position, uh, and then you look at it from the Dallas Cowboys position. They have so many other things that's wrong with them than the quarterback position. I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is gonna fit fix all the problems uh, that are that are um, that are happening in Dallas because. The biggest problem is not Andy Dalton. As bad as he's been, the biggest problem is not Andy Dalton. Their biggest problem is their defense. Their biggest problem is is their coaching right now. Uh, and and you know they they need to add players like on the defensive side of the ball instead of trading players away like Everson Griffin, who they just traded uh, to the Detroit Lions. Did I don't understand that trade still? I I don't know if maybe Everson Griffin wanted out uh, because the Dallas Cowboys aren't competing. Don't totally understand that trade. When you're a team that needs as much uh, help on defense as you can get, and I I just don't think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the answer there for Dallas. But if if you know a team like Dallas or a different uh, team that might potentially want a quarterback uh, is looking, there are some other rumored quarterbacks that could be on the move this trade deadline. We're talking players uh, like Jameis Winston, uh, players like Tyrod Taylor, maybe Sam Darnold, uh, Dwayne Haskins. We might see. I wouldn't mind seeing players like Dwayne Haskins find a new home. And I would not be surprised if Dwayne Haskins does find a new home. It seems like it's just not working there in Washington. And I could see a guy like Dwayne Haskins or a guy like Sam Darnold end up in a place like Pittsburgh where they have a veteran quarterback. They're fine at the quarterback position now, but they can bring a guy in and develop him. And this is where I would love to see Sam Darnold end up. And I don't think it'll happen at the trade deadline. as I I, I don't think that the Jets want to go that full into uh, blowing the season up. But... I would love to see Sam Darnold end up in Pittsburgh, learn behind a guy like Big Ben, who a lot of people compared him to coming into the draft, learn behind Big Ben and sort of uh, maybe see if he can have a resurgence uh, there in Pittsburgh. I think he's been done uh, a disservice in New York behind Adam Gase. Uh, It it would be, be nice for him to have a chance to go to a place like Pittsburgh, a place that knows how to win, like I talked about on last week's episode. It'd be nice to see him go to a place where he can develop and really have a chance because uh, we see how 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 different your career can look based on where you end up. I mean, we see Josh Allen ends up in a much better situation in Buffalo, and his career is flying right now. And, and and Sam Darnold, his career is going the absolute opposite trajectory. And then we move on to a, a couple other names like we talked about. There's a there's a lot of names being swirled around. There's guys like Stephon Gilmore. Now the Patriots are apparently fielding calls for Stephon Gilmore. Uh, uh, J.J. Watt, we've heard trade rumors about him. A.J. Green, Carlos Dunlop, uh, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, David Njoku, Michael Thomas, guys like that that are on the trade block. Uh, and, and there's a lot of guys that I, I think that is, there's a strong possibility. A guy like D- David Njoku, for example, he's a guy who's wanted to wanted out essentially since the beginning of the season when they brought in Austin Hooper. He he kind of demanded a trade, and now there's, there's rumors that he still wants to be traded, uh, and I would love to see him end up on a team like maybe the Arizona Cardinals. I think that would be a super fun place for him to end up. Uh, they have a ton of talent on that offense, but the one place... Where they could maybe use more talent is that tight end position. I think David Njoku could be could be a really good uh safety blanket, a good target for Kyler Murray. And, and that would just add another aspect to that offense that could make them even more lethal. And then you talk about some of these edge rushers. Like there's a lot of edge rushers that seem to want out. Carlos Dunlap has made it abundantly clear he does not want to be in Cincinnati anymore. Uh and and you know, we've heard Ryan Kerrigan. His name's been around there, uh, for the Washington football team. They have a very stacked defensive line. They could maybe get rid of one of their edge rushers. Uh, I'd love to see a guy like that end up in Seattle because Seattle's defensive line has been atrocious this season. As good as Seattle's been, uh, their defensive line has been awful. They need pass rushers. They need help uh, in that place. I'd love to see Carlos Dunlop, Ryan Kerrigan, one of those guys end up in Seattle. Uh, that'd, That'd be a good landing spot for for guys like that uh it would be tough for Seattle as they don't have a whole lot of assets left since trading for Jamal Adams and uh, they don't have a ton of cap space but i'm sure they could figure something out that's why i i would i would say that they would probably trade for a guy like Car- like Carlos Dunlap over a guy like JJ Watt cuz they don't have the 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 draft capital to trade for a guy like that but it also you know speaking of JJ Watt uh, you know in edge rushers I, I wouldn't mind you know seeing him uh maybe maybe go somewhere else. We talked about some of these teams blowing it up. Uh teams like the Texans, teams like the Vikings, the Falcons, these teams that wanted to compete coming to the season, obviously are not competing. Uh and it looks to me like a team like the Vikings seem to already be uh preparing for next season. Uh the Falcons and Texans, I think, are not far behind. And we could potentially see them blow things up, and maybe who knows, JJ Watt gets traded. Uh, to to a team like the Cardinals who need pass rusher help, the team like the Raiders, that'd be a crazy fun thing to happen. Uh, but it's definitely a, something to keep an eye on. And then Michael Thomas, a guy who's been, uh, like we talked about earlier, a guy who's been talked about in trade rumors because we have no clue what's even going on there, uh, if he's ever going to play in New Orleans again. If I had to guess, I would say he probably will stay uh, in New Orleans but, but, I've heard some rumors that obviously he's going to be traded. And and if I had to pick one place for him to to, to be traded to, I would love love to see him end up in Indianapolis. Uh, a lot of people want to say places like like Baltimore, places like that that need receivers. And I think the place that like that I would most like to see him end up is in Indianapolis with the Colts. Uh, the Colts are kind of one of my darling teams, uh, like they talked about with the Browns. And I'd love to see him end up. Uh, with Philip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, he, you know, the, the biggest thing with him this season is he made a ton of mistakes. He's been at times a problem there for, for Indianapolis. And there's not a whole lot of receiving talent on that Indianapolis Colts team. And what a better way to, to fix those problems and to bring in one of the better receivers in the NFL uh, and bring in a, a, a guy who's always open, who always catches the ball, who always gets yards after catch to help uh, the veteran Philip Rivers continue to improve and help that offense continue to improve and maybe not be such a run-heavy offense with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, But I would love to see Michael Thomas end up in Indianapolis. But if I had to bet, I would say that he probably won't uh, be traded from uh, the the New Orleans Saints. Eventually, he'll probably get back in the lineup. But yeah, there's a lot of big names to keep an eye on. And And I'm intrigued to see if there are teams you know, try to blow it up. Like like we talked about, there's a ton of really bad teams in the NFL this year. So there's certainly a, a ton of excitement going into this year's trade deadline. And hopefully that uh, we actually see uh, some of that, you know, become fruitful. So we see some trades actually happen. And we'll keep you updated, obviously, on the podcast of all the trades that happen. Um, but without further ado, why don't we move into the week eight picks Moving on to the week eight picks. And if you're wondering how I did last week, last week, uh, the week before last, I had a rough week. I think I went six and eight. Really rough week. This week, though, I went 10 and four, baby. I'm back. Uh, On the season, I'm 57 and 31. And I hit my lock this last week Cleveland over Cincinnati. And first up, the Thursday night coffee pick sponsored by Tim Hortons. I'm just kidding. They really don't want me to say that. It's not sponsored by Tim Hortons. Uh, but Thursday night coffee pick. It's the Panthers versus the Falcons. Uh, and I'm picking the Panthers to win 38-30. to 30. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, but I just have a hunch about the Panthers. I think they're a fun team with a lot of weapons. Uh, and the Falcons just find ways to lose. So give me the Panthers on Thursday night. Uh, and then we move on to the rest of the games here in week eight. First up is the Los Angeles Rams versus my Miami Dolphins. And the Rams are traveling to Miami all the way across the country. And I'm going to get a little frisky and I'm just going to say Miami is going to win this game. I'm picking them to win. Uh, I think everybody's singing the Rams praises and for very good reason. I think they're a good team. But often when we see teams from California travel to Miami, they have a tough time. Uh, and I could see Miami winning. And I'm going to pick them just because I want to see them win in Tua's first game. Tua definitely has his work cut out for him against a very talented uh, Rams defense. But I'm picking Miami just for the love of it. And Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. A huge game for both these teams. If Pittsburgh can win this game, they basically put themselves even more in the driver's seat uh, for the AFC North. I'm picking them to beat Baltimore in Baltimore. And we move on to Indianapolis and Detroit. Detroit. Uh, Indianapolis coming off that bye week. I'm going to pick them to beat Detroit in Detroit. And then Green Bay versus Minnesota. Green Bay looks hot right now uh, after after sort of a scare against Tampa Bay. They looked really good against Houston. So I'm picking them to beat Minnesota. And then New England against Buffalo. And I had a, tr- a tough time picking this game. As bad as New England was, uh, as bad as they were uh, this last week against San Francisco, they just have Buffalo's number. Buffalo has played terrible against... New England, really, the last 20 years. But I picked Buffalo just because I think they're overall a better team. And then Tennessee at Cincinnati. Give me Tennessee. I think they're one of the hotter teams in the NFL, uh, despite coming off their first loss. And then Cleveland hosting the Raiders. I'm going to pick Cleveland. I think they build off that big win that they had uh, this last week. But I think that could be a good game. And then the New York Jets at the Kansas City Chiefs don't really have to put much talk into this one. The Chiefs are going to win that game. I would bet my mortgage on that. Uh, And then my lock of the week, I'm picking the Los Angeles Chargers over the Denver Broncos. That's right. Los Angeles Chargers are only two and four, but I believe in Justin Herbert now, despite me originally being a doubter. So that's my lock of the week. Then beating the Drew Locke-led Denver Broncos. And then New Orleans at Chicago. Give me New Orleans because Mitch Rubisky is not starting yet. Uh, San Francisco at Seattle. Another tough pick. But give me Seattle to get a bounce-back win, a big bounce-back win. But I think that game honestly could go either way. And then Dallas at Philadelphia uh, on on Sunday Night Football. Yeesh. Uh, But give me Philadelphia. I think Dallas is just a, a, a complete garbage fire right now. And then on Monday Night Football, Tampa Bay at New York. Giants, and speaking of garbage fires, that's what the Giants are as well. So give me Tampa Bay. Those are my week eight picks, and I forgot to say something. Uh, it's big fantasy news for me. I I went on. I underwent a lot of roster changes this week. I don't know if you noticed, Joe. Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I've been, really been paying close attention to, to my you. fantasy team. To Your team. Um, well, to your you, get, I, I, uh, you okay? All right. I don't want to say it anymore. Never mind. What? Okay. Okay. Well, basically, say it. I made a lot of trades, and you know, for those of you don't know. Going into the season, the name of my team was Chark Week, uh, named after DJ Chark. And overall, we've been pretty disappointed with DJ Chark's... Uh, what? Where did? He, oh, it's on my belly. You threw a little... You threw a paper airplane at me. But yeah, my team, my fantasy football team, uh, went under, underwent a lot of changes. Dak Prescott got, got hurt, and it hurt us a lot. But I ended up picking up Tua Tongo by Loa. And yeah, that's not even the biggest news. I trade for Tyreek Hill. I make a bunch of trades. I got Jonathan Taylor now. We're really, we're really ready to go. And we underwent a, a name change. This is the biggest news of the week. Uh, you know, as an organization, we felt like we had to go in a new direction. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Obviously, D- Chark Week wasn't doing it for us. DJ Chark had disappointed us. We weren't didn't really appreciate uh, the lack of effort that he put through this season. So we traded him away. He's no longer on our team. And say hello to the brand new organization, the Tuicide Squad. Right? (laughs) Tuicide Squad? Okay. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. Tuicide? Yeah. Suicide? I get it. All right. Well, that's my new fantasy football team. So make sure you guys watch out because I'm coming for that fantasy gold. Uh, But, yeah, that wraps up the podcast in the most sad way you possibly could wrap it up. Oh, shoot. I wasn't even recording. You know you were recording you piece of garbage, <laughs> I knew that you were joking, and I still was mad at you. Why would you do that after the evening that we've had? I hope you guys enjoy- it's, it's currently ten thirty p and I'm PM. still gonna
0: edit this episode tonight. I can tell because I have been tired loss tomorrow. I can hope. tell
1: you're very, very tired. no, I'm not no, you are you are uh, It's the latest we've really ever recorded for you know some people it might not be late, but we're two very old men that have to work <laughs> uh a lot of hours at work tomorrow. So I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please, please feel free to share it with your friends, share it on social medias, spread it around, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We would very much appreciate it. That helps us out a ton. The more we spread the podcast around, the better the podcast is going to get. So please, please, if you enjoy the podcast, if you have some laughs, if you learn some things about football, or if you you have some things that you want to say that I'm wrong about in football, Keep them to yourself, first off, but make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Average Joe Show. Uh, and yeah, like I said, give us a good rating on Instagram. No, no, not on Instagram. On Apple Podcasts <laughs> or whatever. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, Joe, you got anything else to say before we wrap up the show? Uh, no, I think I'm good for now, Joe. <laughs> okay, uh, it's been a it's been a crazy show. It's gonna be probably no different for the definitely no different for the people <laughs> listening to the show, but it's been crazy for us. I hope you guys enjoy the show, and we will catch you guys on the next one.